This is episode six. We are all friends here. Please be advised, this episode contains themes of the disordered eating of a child, a hospital rehabilitation center, and a sound cue of a loud siren-type alarm. Jenna! I called you six times. Yeah, I just saw. I am so sorry. I've got some patrons here, and I didn't feel my phone buzz. Are you okay? I'm fine, but Zoe's school called, and they need us to come in. I left work early. Oh my god, what's the matter? I'm leaving the studio right now. I'm not sure exactly. The school nurse said she was refusing to eat. What does that mean? I don't know, Jenna. I'm telling you exactly what they told me. Okay, okay. Stay calm. Where are you now? I'm one subway stop away. Oh, of course. I should have realized you couldn't have called me unless you were above ground in Queens. I'm headed down now to catch a train. Text me as soon as you can. You got it. Kristen, it's going to be alright. I'll be there as soon as possible. I love you. Love you too, babe. Kristen Briers is about to exit the subway en route to PS 106, where her daughter Zoe is enrolled. Zoe is much like every first grader. Curious, sweet, and fond of arts and crafts, much to her painter mother Jenna Green's delight. Kristen's mind races, imagining what circumstances could have led to Zoe's alleged behavior. She is so lost in thought that she doesn't notice her subway car has been suddenly rerouted, to Dark Valley. I had walked into the foyer of Zoe's elementary school dozens of times, but never so early in the afternoon. I sign in with the receptionist and avoid small talk while waiting to speak with someone about Zoe's strange behavior. My eyes dart back and forth between the door and my phone, looking for some sign from Jenna that she'd be here soon. Good afternoon. Are you Miss Green? No, that's my wife. I'm Kristen Briers. Where's Zoe? Is she okay? Yes, Miss Briers, Zoe's okay. Thank you for coming. My name is Robert Hoffman. I'm the vice principal. Would you mind stepping into my office to chat? Can I see Zoe first? I think it would be best to wait for your wife to get here. Zoe's with the school nurse right now. Let's chat in my office for some privacy. I know you're desperate to see your daughter, but there are a few things we need to clear up first. I don't understand. Is Zoe in trouble? No, no trouble. But we found some troubling items that I'd like to ask you about. Does Zoe draw a lot at home? She's six years old. She draws all the time. Her teacher, Miss Lopez, found these pictures in her desk. I've been looking at them for the past hour, and I'm still not sure what I'm seeing here. Any ideas? This is our apartment building, and there's our neighbor and his Dalmatian out for his walk. I'm guessing this person at the window is Zoe? That makes sense to me. Keep going, please. This is our family. Zoe's the smallest one with the blonde hair, Jenna's the one with the short brown hair and the paintbrush, and and there's me. 
I'm sorry, is there a point to this, Mr. Hoffman? The school calls me and tells me that Zoe won't eat her lunch and caused some kind of scene and that I need to come and get her, but before I can get her, we have to look at the pictures she drew in class. Excuse me, the receptionist said you were expecting me? I'm Jenna Green. I'm here for Zoe. Hey, Kristen, I got here as quickly as I could. I'm Robert Hoffman. Please take a seat, Miss Green. You were just looking at some pictures your daughter drew. Oh, what a nice picture of our family. It is, isn't it? I was just telling Mr. Hoffman right before you got here that, as nice as it is to admire her pictures, I would much rather see Zoe. Miss Briars, please. I understand your frustration. Look closer at that drawing. Do you see anything unusual? No. Yes. Wait, what do you see? What are these ovals over here in the bushes? I thought they were flowers or something. No, Zoe's flowers are much bigger and never uncolored. So what are these supposed to be then? They look like eyes. Ms. Lopez found a stack of these tucked inside her desk. They are eyes, and they are in every one of these pictures. Eyes belonging to what? We don't know. We were hoping you could answer that question. Well, have you asked Zoe? Ellen, could you please bring Zoe Briars Green to my office? Thank you. Look at this one, Kristen. I think it's the same thing. It's kind of like a dog-bull hybrid, but the front paws, hooves, they sort of look like human hands. Jenna, stop. It's a first grader's drawing. Don't overthink this. I wonder what she thinks she's seeing. She's probably trying to draw one of those things from that movie you were watching a few weeks ago. She snuck out of bed and caught a few minutes of it. This looks nothing like a gremlin. Mama Jenna, Mommy Christy. Hey, Zoe. Mama Jenna and I came all the way from our work to get you. Zoe, Mr. Hoffman says you've been drawing an awful lot at school. Can he ask you some questions about what you drew? Um... Is that okay, Ms. Briars? Fine, but then we're going home so she can eat. Zoe, what is this animal that you've been drawing so much? Oh, you weren't supposed to see those. Why not? I can't tell you. You could tell us. We're very good at keeping secrets. Mm, okay. Only, he told me if I told anyone, we couldn't be friends anymore. And he has a bad temper, especially when he gets very hungry and grumpy. Oh, I see. Well, what if we want to be friends with him too? You can't do that. Why not? He chooses his friends. Ah, okay. How can we become his friends? If you can see him, then you're friends. Does he have any other friends, Zoe? I don't think so. Okay, that's enough. Zoe, why didn't you eat today? Your mama and I had to rush here to get you. You have to be a good girl at school. But I am a good girl. Then why wouldn't you eat? Because he was hungry. Who was hungry, Zoe? My friend. Gave him my lunch. We didn't see anyone else eat your lunch, Zoe. We just saw you drop your food on the floor. Zoe, 
Thank Mr. Hoffman for all he did today to help you and apologize to him for causing trouble. Thank you, Mr. Hoffman. I'm sorry. We're going home, and I assure you that this won't happen again. Right, Zoe? Zoe? Right. Jenna, do you think Zoe has been acting strange lately? No, I don't think so. Not since her lunch issue at school a few weeks ago. She's been quieter around me lately. You were pretty upset with her. You know she can be a little sensitive. I'm sure she just needs some time. Hasn't she had some time, though? Kristen, when we got home that day, I don't think you've ever yelled at her like that before. I know. I was embarrassed, and I let it get the better of me. She's six. She's going to embarrass you, and I'm sure you'll return the favor when she gets older. (laughs) Zoe! Dinner time! Hey, are you okay? Yeah. Just nervous. What's for dinner? Mommy Christie's homemade mac and cheese. Oh. Zoe, I thought this was one of your favorites. It is. Give me your plate, baby. Can I have more, Mama? If you finish that, you can have more. Good job, Zoe. Hand your plate to Mommy so she can clean up, please. Thank you. All right, let's go to your room. Do you want to play a game before bed? Yeah, a game is good. Go on, I'll be right there. See? Something's off. I know. I'll talk to her. Do we need to get her some help? I don't know, Kristen. Maybe? One step at a time. We have to figure out why she's upset first. Thanks for putting her to bed. You were in there a long time. She wanted to read every book she had, more than once. Did she say anything about what's bothering her? No, not explicitly. But something is definitely bothering her. She was so tired, but kept asking to do more. She didn't want to go to bed? I think she was scared to go to bed. What was that? What was what? I thought I, I, thought I heard something. I didn't hear anything. Christy, we're both stressed and worried about Zoe, and we can get her some help if she needs it, but we can't do anything right now, so... Shut up, shut up! I I heard it again! I think I heard it too. Oh my god! Zoe, what are you doing? I'm sorry! Zoe, why is all of our food on the floor? Oh, that was a week's worth of food that we can't use. Oh, no, you opened the chicken? Come here, we need to wash your hands. I'm sorry, Mommy, I had to. I knew you'd be mad, but I had to. Why? Because they're hungry. Hi, I'm Dr. Ng. 
I'll be overseeing Zoe's treatment in the children's wing. Would one of you care to take a quick walk with me while the other stays with Zoe? I'll go. I love you, Zoe. Love you, Mama. Be back soon. We love you, too. I've received Zoe's medical history from her school and the children's psychiatric ward, but I'd appreciate her mother's perspective. How did this all start? The first I became aware of it was two months ago when she threw her lunch on the floor at the school, but it must have started a few weeks before. She's had so many drawings of these creatures that she said were speaking to her and no one else. It looks like her previous therapists weren't able to determine what they were. No, they couldn't. When did she start refusing meals? Twelve days ago. What has she eaten in the meantime? Popsicles. Stuff like that. She'll drink water. We've we've gotten her to eat some cereal and these high-nutrition wafer things at the other hospital when she's exhausted. Only when she's exhausted? Yes. Otherwise, she throws it on the floor. Why does she say she won't eat? She doesn't say anything anymore. She used to talk about how many of them there are, how angry and hungry they are. She started giving them names to help tell them apart. Tasha, Gordon, Amelia. Now she's afraid to open her eyes and she can only sleep with loud static background noise. Sometimes she just stays awake until she passes out. Miss Briars, we're going to- Doctor, she used to be joyful and funny and everything that a six-year-old should be. But she is so different now. She's so weak. She doesn't have the energy to play. She's not the Zoe I used to have. My wife and I haven't spent more than a few minutes a day apart from her. We we take shifts so that she's never alone. But the worst part? She kept this from us. We knew, after her teacher found her drawings at school, we knew that Zoe was in danger. But she ate when she absolutely had to. She didn't talk about the creatures, at least not in front of us. She didn't draw them anymore. She hid it all from us, to protect our feelings. Or maybe she hid it so that she wouldn't get in trouble for making up stories. I guess that doesn't matter anymore. Now she's here, hooked up to an IV. You have to understand, Doctor, it's not that I didn't believe her, but I I didn't know it could lead here. Miss Briars, this is not your fault. I know that this is an extremely difficult situation. I encourage both you and your wife to take advantage of our group parental counseling here. You don't have to do this alone. In the meantime, Zoe's going to start Dr. Ring, we've tried everything. You're our last hope, and I will do whatever you think we should do to help Zoe. I understand. I'll take you back to Zoe's room now. Please let us know if there's anything that we can do for you. Thank you. Hey. Hi. How, Zoe? She opened her eyes for a bit. She's held my hand the whole time you were gone. That's good. Yeah, it's good. How are you doing? Terrible. I know. We should get something to eat. I'll run down to the cafe. What do you want? Chicken or anything with a lot of protein. Kristen? Yeah, babe. I'm so scared. I know. Me too. No, you don't understand. Christy, I see eyes in the corner of the room. No. No, 
you don't. You're delirious, and you haven't had anything decent to eat or a good night's sleep in weeks. But I do. Jenna, listen to me. I am going to get us food. I will come back, and we will eat it together, and you and I will be fine. I love you. I'll be right back. I walk towards the elevator. There's a certain uncomfortable pitying in the air as the doors open. The other hospital staff and the patients inside, they know which departments are housed on this floor. Ten floors lower, I pass the gift shop and enter the cafe. I order chicken fingers for Jenna, spaghetti and meatball for myself, and a children's bowl of macaroni and cheese. I find myself buying many of Zoe's favorite foods lately, in the hopes that she'd see it and smell it and want it again. I grab her dinner and make the return trip upstairs. The elevator stops on every floor. Each ding another bell toll. The receptionist outside Zoe's department buzzes me in. Special delivery. Chicken fingers for Mama and mac and cheese for Zoe. Thank you, Mommy. I put the mac and cheese on the side table next to Zoe and I hand Jenna her entree. She opens it slowly, gazes at it, and begins to cry. (laughs) Jenna, Jenna, it's okay. Let it out. Let it out. It's okay. I'm sorry, Kristen. You have nothing to apologize for. Thank you for trying to take care of us. Of course. I need you to run. What? You need to go. Now. I'm not going anywhere. Kristen. I love you. Run! Jenna pushes me away and turns to face the corner of the room. She picks up her food one piece at a time and throws it on the floor. Jenna, stop. I can't. It's too late. Please, Kristen, go. Jenna reaches over Zoe's bed, grabs her mac and cheese, and adds it to the pile. Help! We need help! What's wrong? My wife is having some kind of breakdown. Miss Green, please step out of the room. What? What is that thing? Run! I keep my eyes averted from the corner. I rip the IV out of Zoe's arm, and I pick her up, and I run. We burst through the doors, past the receptionist. She yells something, I don't know what, and I hear an alarm go off. I am not about to wait for any elevator. I find the nearest staircase and I run down them as quickly as I can. Mommy? Keep your eyes closed, baby. We're getting out of here. We keep descending. I count down four, three, two, one. I look around to get my bearings. There's the elevator, so the front entrance is in that direction. There are people everywhere, darting to get out of the way, knowing that something is wrong but unsure of why the alarm continues to blare, until they see me and Zoe. I run through the crowd, I pass the gift shop on the right, and then I notice the cafe. I stop, dead in my tracks. Zoe opens her eyes. That's so good. In the center of the cafe, right in front of the registers, was a mound of food of every kind. Deli meats, pasta, pizza, hamburgers, salad, bread, 
condiments in one giant mass of an ever-expanding diameter, with patrons, hospital staff, and workers alike all adding to the monstrosity. The man who served me only a few minutes ago threw a giant bag of uncooked chicken tenders on top. They're going to be so happy. Zoe closes her eyes again. I turn to my left. The front doors are in sight. I'm slow to start moving again. I hadn't realized exactly how much I'd run while carrying my child. I feel like my body is breaking down, but I push forward. This time, people aren't as accommodating. Now they are running towards me and past me to make their contributions. Old ladies are dumping out their purses to find some candies to sacrifice. Some construction guys working in the parking garage come in ready to toss their sandwiches and chips as an offering. Almost there, Zoe. At last, we are through the front doors and into the sunshine. It had been days since the last time Zoe had felt the warmth directly on her skin. I am not sure what to do. We can't go back in. We can't go home. We have to get as far away as possible from this hospital, but the subway is only going to get us so far, and I don't know where we are going to stay when we get there. Not to mention, Zoe is still very sick. I glance back up at the hospital, knowing that Jenna is somewhere up there in the chaos. The chaos you never know was happening from out here. I look across the river. I wonder if the same thing is happening inside those skyscrapers. Mommy? Yes, Zoe? What are you doing? I don't know. Can you put me down? Are you sure? Can you stand? I think so. Zoe is clearly unsure of herself. She stands awkwardly and uncomfortably. She slowly stumbles down the sidewalk and reaches for the garbage can. (laughs) Zoe, no! But Mommy, I was looking for food. We can get you food, Zoe. Good. Because they're still hungry. I hear an animalistic growl. I look up and next to the garbage can, I see a pair of yellow eyes start to come into focus. Kristen Briars, perhaps the last person to see these hidden monsters, is about to succumb to the insanity their presence tolls. A presence we hope is safely confined to Dark Valley. This has been Episode 6, We're All Friends Here. This episode was written and directed by Mark Zurich. Kristen was played by Rachel Faison. Jenna was played by Kara Picone. Mr. Hoffman was played by Gerard James. Zoe was played by Cole Whitmore. Dr. Ng was played by C. Chen. The narrator was played by Mark Zurich. Dark Valley is produced and edited by Elspeth Denman. This podcast is recorded under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement. It is made possible by the generous support of our patrons at patreon.com slash darkvalleypod, including Ryan Asthamer, Charlie Neal, Joshua Denman, Callie Ann, Marianne Menjack, 
Madeline Denman, and Michael Bowman. Episode 6 concludes the first half of our first season of Dark Valley. Please join us on June 3, 2021, for Episode 7, Sabrina. To learn more about our show, please visit darkvalleypod.com.